0: If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know that you can bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all of your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Blue Wire. Osweiler in trouble. Osweiler brought down Khalil Mack. Oh, here comes Bullshot. Drifter without a helmet. J.J. Watt will always put his fingerprints on a game. Steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Darius Leonard, the maniac. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Trench Warfare Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Thorne. This is presented by Blue Wire, and today I wanted to talk to you about week two and really just my film review and what that has brought about because it's been it's been really impressive to watch some of these these younger offensive and defensive linemen, but also some of these veterans um, just to you know get a pulse of what's going on around the league in the trenches. That's sort of what I try to do each week in my film sessions that I that I do here. Um, and really, it, it starts on really Wednesday is when I get into it. Tuesday night a little bit, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm I'm watching film, you know, pretty much most of the day. Um, I'm fortunate to be able to do that, and you know, having the coaches tape, I mean, I could really see what's going on. Thankfully, I have access to that as well through NFL Game Pass, and um, yeah. So, I mean, week two and week one, I've I've seen every team play. Uh, I've seen every game. Once um, and then some much more than that. Um, I really try to watch each game and go over each offensive line, just sort of get a general feel, and I'll have my eyes focused on one guy. And that's usually how I get through the first run of games. Um, so, you know, we'll kind of start there just because uh, I really want to start off talking about Cam Jordan, uh, Saints defensive end, Cameron Jordan. So, this guy is absolutely incredible. I don't think he gets nearly enough credit as he should. I mean, honestly, if we're talking just about the 2019 season, if you asked me if I could have any edge player in the NFL, I would take Cam Jordan number one. And there's a few different reasons for that. I mean, he's a really, really good pass rusher. I think he's probably, you know, top five to seven off the edge in that regard. I mean, he could he could win with power or speed. He has phenomenal hands. And that translates to the running game as well, as far as his hands um, and the power as well. He he's, I, I really think he's the most well-rounded edge guy in the league. Um, he's such a good run defender on the backside and the front side of runs. Um, I mean, he gets through slide protections, uh, you know, geared towards him. Um, I mean, you know, play action. He beats offensive linemen, you know, with little quick hand techniques. Uh, And probably the most impressive thing is he started 129 games in a row. So this guy's an NFL Ironman, um, and he just doesn't get enough credit, honestly. And he's just a relentless football player. And in week two, I mean, it's peak Cam Jordan, for for real. I mean, you watch that game, and Rob Havenstein is a good right tackle. I think he's probably like top 10, 12 at his position. And Cam Jordan just dominates him. I mean, it's incredible. I posted a lot of his plays on my Twitter account at Brandon Thorn NFL so you can go there and check that out but just just please do that or if you have game pass or whatever any way you can watch this game focus on Cam Jordan um if you like really really great defensive line play especially off the edge um what he does in that fort that, that four point stance you know as a head up six technique um i mean it's it's incredible what he, what he does he he really um is 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 a lot to deal with so it's going to be It's gonna be fun to watch him this week against Seattle. Um, Jermaine Effetti has his work cut out for him, that's for sure. Uh, That'll be interesting to see how they sort of try to help him out, because he's gonna need it for sure. There are countless ways to keep up on what's happening in the world of sports, but how are you supposed to read every great article? How are you supposed to watch every awesome highlight without losing time in your busy day? Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. Now coming to the stage, Axio Sports. Axio Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. Each morning, you'll see the best stories from around the sports world, from the NBA and NFL to niche sports like cricket and ping pong. The email newsletter highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up. Just go to sports.axios.com. Axios Axios Sports is a clean, crisp, and gives you everything you need to know website. Read it in five minutes in the elevator or discover a deep dive article when you're on your train to work. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the cool person sharing an amazing link with your friends and coworkers. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Do yourself and your time a favor. Sign up for the Axios Sports Letter for free at sports.axios.com. Seriously, I I subscribe to it, and it makes me feel more informed without spending time clicking through websites, apps, and social media platforms. Again, try to for free 99 at sports.axios.com guys are terrible at taking care of their health whether it's a knee injury bad back or something worse guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it and then seeing a doctor i'm guilty of it myself and you know i've done this with back stuff neck stuff when you go to the gym i mean the same is true for erectile dysfunction studies show 70 percent of guys who experience ed don't get treated for it thankfully roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online with Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with two free day shipping. Guys, go talk to the doctor. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to roman.com slash bluewire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getromancom roman.com blue bluewire for a free visit to get started. Get roman.com slash bluewire. You know, more week two uh, players that I reviewed... And not just week two, but this is week one as well. Leo Collins for the Cowboys looks much improved. I mean, I thought he was, you know, in that top 10 range for maybe top 15 range for right tackles coming into the year. I had him in, I believe, tier four, which is like a solid starter. But I think, I mean, and that was because, you know, and I've said this on Twitter as well, his pass set, you know, he just, he was a little bit slow out of the gate and his range as a pass protector I think he could get stressed on the edge a little bit and open up his hips a little prematurely, be vulnerable to inside moves. And there's still a little bit of that. Like against Washington, I'm posting something on on him here shortly on my uh, Twitter account, and um, I watched every snap of him in that game. And, I mean, he pretty much shut out Kerrigan except one play. And I know one play for a pass rusher is all you need. It wasn't a sack, but, I mean, he beat Lel Collins handily on this one play it was an inside stab and like I said I mean that inside is 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 kind of vulnerable for him um, at times but I think for the most part watching him these first two weeks it's cleaned up to a large degree and to play as well as he did every other snap but that one against a really good player like Ryan Kerrigan is impressive that deep that offensive line is maybe the most impressive unit in the league right now Um, you know I had them as the second best offensive line coming into the year and definitely haven't disappointed so far I think Frederick you know is still kind of shaking off the rust after missing all of last year uh but he he looks decent but you know I, I think he'll get better as the year goes on um Connor Williams certainly the weak weak link we knew that coming in uh Deron Payne undressed him a little bit last week uh you know not not too surprising there but he's you know he is what he is at this point. Um, I don't think it's gonna you know hinder them too much. But if you watch him every rep, uh, he he's clearly, you know, just. I mean, it's not, and I don't want to sound like a knock either because he's playing in the middle of two all pros. So it's you know it's kind of easy to see. But, um, but but yeah. Anyway, uh, some uh, some other really interesting nuggets that I got from my film study. Um, you know, Minnesota, Green Bay. That was a, a great game to watch. Everson Griffin, I think we know at this point, he's back after missing last year. Uh, that guy is an absolute monster. similar to uh, Cam Jordan in terms of just the the frenetic type of energy that those guys play with is is really special. Um, and you know, he, he's a really explosive athlete as well. Uh, but Garrett Bradbury, to me, he, he was impressive. Uh, definite improvement from week one to week two. Uh, I mean, he's playing, in my opinion, probably the best nose tackle in the game right now uh, in Kenny Clark for the Packers in Week 2. And, you know, Clark was able to win his fair share of reps, don't get me wrong, especially in pass protection. Uh, But Bradbury, coming into the year, was an undersized guy who maybe lacked a little bit of play strength needed to go against the hulking nose tackles in his division. Um, So it's not really surprising. Um, But the, the fight that he shows on the field, the competitive toughness, to go along with that rare athletic ability, it's it's a pretty special combination. And I think his technique looked pretty good um, just in general as well. I mean, there's certain things you're just not going to be able to stop, you know, at his size yet. I mean, he could find ways to get to, to really tighten up for sure. But, um, you know, I think I thought for a second start, uh, it, it was a, a really good performance. He did a lot of good things in the run game. He found a lot of ways to win. And you, you love to see that from a young guy in a tough in a tough matchup, being able to to get guys blocked in in a multitude of different ways, uh, that that's an impressive thing to see. Um, and you know, moving on now, Quentin Nelson. I mean, you know, I, I have to watch every snap of him this season, just like I did last. I mean, you know, it's just it's a show to watch him play football. And uh, he he was very good in week two against Tennessee. You know, you know what though, Dequan uh, Jones, uh, Tennessee Titans defensive tackle. So that's a guy who I haven't really seen much of when I turned on that tape to watch Nelson and Kelly. Um, you know, I mean, I wasn't expecting to to be blown away by Daquan Ta- 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 Jones, but he came out and played a really, really nice game against the run. He's a big, strong dude who bent Nelson back one rep. I mean, literally bent him backwards. Uh, with his hands really heavy hand usage uh, quick processor in the middle not a lot of range you know he's not a Grady Jarrett or Drell Casey by by any means but he's a he's a shaded nose tackle that you can win with for sure Um, and he I think he showed a lot in that game against really really good competition so that that one stood out to me Um, and then we'll we'll hit a couple more here um so, you know, Denver, Chicago, uh, of course I'm watching the Broncos every week for the piece I do for the Athletic, a uh, weekly film review piece there. I mean, Elijah Wilkinson looked pretty good, I thought, um, going against Khalil Mack in the second game he's ever played at right tackle. Um, you know, Garrett Bowles uh, struggled mightily. I-, I wrote about that for the Athletic this week. You can check that out there. Um, but there there is definitely a couple other – Names I wanted to throw out there. Eric McCoy looked really good against the Rams. Um, You know the guards had a obviously a very very tough day against Aaron Donald. But McCoy, I mean, you know it's easy to miss when the guards are getting beat like that. But McCoy played really well. I thought he was maybe the best offensive lineman in that game. Um, You know just in that one game as far as uh, how many you know blocks he was winning and just what he was showing. Armstead played well, of course, but he he actually got beat a couple times. Um, which is, you know, it doesn't happen very often for sure, especially last year. I mean, he dominated Dante Fowler. Fowler got him on a quick inside move, uh, I think in the second or third quarter, I don't remember, but it forced a hold um, from Armstead. so you don't see that too often. Um, that was kind of notable. Brian Allen, the center for the Rams, replacing John Sullivan, uh, he adds another dimension to that run game, I think, in terms of what he can do on the move in space as his own run blocker. He showed some really nice things in that game. He stood out. Um, let's see. What other games? Uh, I watched Baltimore, Arizona. That one to me, uh, Ronnie Stanley, really stood out. I thought that he pretty much shut down Chandler Jones a week after Jones absolutely dominated Taylor Decker. Uh, you know, Stanley and Decker being from the same draft class, it couldn't be their careers couldn't be headed in more different directions at this point. Decker had a really good rookie year in 2016, And got injured. Just hasn't really been the same since. I mean, but 2016, he looked really, really good, Uh, and I really liked him coming out of Ohio State. So that's that's too bad the the way that things are going right now. He has a back injury right now, so I don't know. It just seems like he can't get right. Um, we'll, We'll see what happens. It's still you know fairly early on in his career, but definitely disappointing overall compared to what he showed that rookie year. But then Ronnie Stanley, he's just steadily improved and. He's he's a very good right tackle right or excuse me left tackle right now, him Tunsil and Decker were in that same class and him and Tunsil were ascending guys who you know had coming into the year on that fringe top ten range of left tackles and I think that at the end of the year they're going to be inside that top ten somewhere, uh, both of them so uh, really impressive stuff from Ronnie Stanley in week two, um, and Lions uh, Chargers. That one stood out to me because Frank Ragnow, I think you're, you're starting to see some of the things, some of the reasons why he got drafted and what he can do in the running game. Uh, he sprung a, bing, uh, excuse me, sprung a big touchdown run uh, on a screen. He uh, hit a linebacker in space. Um, that was really nice to see. He does really nice things on double teams with Glasgow um, at right guard and uh, Joe Dahl at left guard. I think they're working well together as an interior so far. Um, But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Decker. He missed Week 2. From what I've heard, he he, he has a chance of playing this week. So it'll be interesting to see there. Um, And last week, just a you know, I mean, Mike Remmers looked really good for the Giants. Uh, This week I haven't watched him yet, so I need to go back in on that game. Um, That's one game that I just kind of went once through and I watched more of the Bills offensive line. Um, So I need to definitely go back there. 49ers ran for 260 yards almost on the road in Cincinnati. That running game is really fun to watch. Uh, Joe Staley broke his his tibia or his fibula, I think his fibula. Uh, so he's out for a while, which is going to hurt them for sure. Uh, so that's not really being talked about either. Um, but, you know, Kyle Shanahan, may, he's definitely a top three, top five play caller in the league. He'll, he'll be able to work around it. But, but still, I mean, um, with their schedule coming up, um, let's see, next week they have – Pittsburgh, you know, nothing to worry about there um, as far as Bud Dupree coming off that side. Um, and then the following week, it looks like they have a, a bye week, so that helps. And then week five, San Francisco is going to be playing the Browns. So that's maybe where we might see a Monday night against Miles Garrett. Um, that's going to be interesting to see how left tack- the left tackle position handles him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's those are a few things that I've seen this week. Uh, in my film study. You know, it's Friday afternoon right now recording this. I'm still gonna um, probably put out a few more videos, watch a few more things, a few more players, but just wanted to do this episode and and kind of see what you guys thought about this format of, of doing just sort of a recap of what I'm seeing in the week, giving you guys uh, some names to look out for names to go back and watch yourself if you're interested uh, because you can learn a lot watching these players. Um, especially if, if you just have time to just watch one player and watch every snap of that player um, and you do that over the course of a season, it's amazing the things that you'll see uh, just, just you'll learn a lot about football it'll at least bring about a lot of questions and then you can go to other people and ask them Um, that's largely what I've done for several years now as I watch tape and it's really beneficial I mean I think that's the best way to get better at evaluating and scouting is to watch as much tape as you can um, and then to ask questions to the right people ask the right questions to the right people and uh, you'll you'll really get somewhere I think so um, yeah absolutely I mean You know, if if there's anything uh, that you you guys would like me to talk about uh, in these upcoming episodes as the season goes on, please let me know. Reach out to me um, on Twitter. Um, And yeah, um, next week I'll hopefully have an interview coming for you guys. But until then, thanks for tuning in to the Trench Warfare Podcast.